0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 19th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Lawsuits challenging occupational licensing regimes may threaten to undo the unelected boards that currently set the terms of competition in so many arenas at the state level. Tim Sandifer with the Pacific Legal Foundation discusses two cases currently working their way through the courts.
1: Well, we're litigating a case in which my client, Leslie Young, she lives in Northern California. She runs a little business out of her home where she helps people to advertise their homes on a for-sale-by-owner basis. So these people don't want to use a real estate agent, just want to sell their homes, but they want to advertise them. So she takes this information that they provide about their homes, puts it into a computer database, and then other websites draw information out of that database and, and publish it as advertisements, so that when you go to for sale by or, or other websites... You know, you see a bunch of ads for properties for sale. Well, unfortunately, some of the houses that were for sale were located in Nebraska. So the Nebraska Real Estate Commission now says that she's practicing real estate without a license and has to get a Nebraska real estate broker's license.
0: When when really what she's doing is... um... Managing, administering a database exactly. of information on behalf of somebody else. It's
1: data entry and publication. It's just it's like it's like uh, putting together a classified ad to be published in a newspaper. She's what what is referred to in the trade as an advertising broker, uh, and well, the state says first of all they say she can't use the term advertising broker because it sounds too much like real estate broker, so people might get confused. And they say that by, by advertising properties, what she's doing is, is procuring prospects, which is what the statute prohibits, procuring prospects. Well, procuring prospects, we, we ask, what does that mean? And it turns out that's not defined in any statute, regulation, or case law in the state. And the head of the state, of, the, of Nebraska Real Estate Commission, testified that it basically means if you call somebody up and say, hey, there's a house for sale. Well, that's protected by the First Amendment. You have a First Amendment right to express that kind of information. So we have filed a brief asking the court to rule in our favor in that case just a few weeks ago, and we're, and we're waiting for a decision there.
0: All right. I mean, it seems it seems fairly clear cut, but...
1: Yeah, well, there's a precedent from a California federal court called ForSaleByOwner.com versus Zinneman, in which the court found that a website that did this was very was exactly like the classified ad section of a newspaper and was protected by the First Amendment, not even under the lower level commercial speech doctrine, but under full First Amendment protection. Now, our case is a little bit different because our uh, Miss Young doesn't run the website. She just puts information into a data database that's published by other websites. So there is a slight difference, but that shouldn't really be relevant, we don't think. There's another not
0: unrelated case uh, in North Carolina that deals with people who are arguably practicing dentistry. Uh, without a license.
1: That's right. This is this is a case that the U.S. Supreme Court has now decided to hear, and they will hear arguments in October. And I think that this is the most important economic liberty case that the Supreme Court has heard in decades, which unfortunately is not saying much because they don't hear a lot of cases involving the right to earn a living. But this, what happened here was that the North Carolina Stor- State Board of Dental Examiners is made up of practicing dentists who are elected to the board by other practicing dentists. And they don't like competition from people who aren't licensed dentists. And so they started trying to shut down people engaged in the business of teeth whitening. Now, teeth whitening is just a simple procedure that, you, that anybody can do. You can buy a kit at the grocery store and do it at, at home if you want to. All it is, you put a little piece of plastic that's got like peroxide on it on your teeth, and you pull it off, and your teeth are whiter. Well, the State Board of Dental Examiners says this is practicing dentistry without a license. So they tried to shut down all these people in the state. And the Federal Trade Commission brought an antitrust lawsuit against the board, saying that they were engaged in in monopolistic behavior. And what's ironic, and sadly ironic, is that the antitrust laws... Pretty much the the only entity in the world that can really create monopolies, the government, is typically exempt from the anti-monopoly laws. And so there's a doctrine called Parker Immunity that says uh, government agencies can't be sued for antitrust violations. And so that's what the North Carolina dentists said. They said, well, we're immune. And the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals said, no, they're not. They were not being sufficiently supervised by elected officials to ensure that they were being responsible to the public. They were instead exploiting government power for their own benefit. Which of course is par for the course for occupational licensing laws. That's just what these are about. So Cato and Pacific Legal Foundation have filed a brief in this case arguing that the anti- whatever you think about antitrust law, and I I don't like any of it, but what's law for the goose ought to be law for the gander, and the government should not be exempt from these antitrust laws when they are engaged in purely protectionist, anti-competitive behavior at the behest of self-interested parties who want to exclude their own competition. All right.
0: Well let's get into the sort of the the nitty-gritty of this then. Um, This board is not selected by The public, right? They have a public responsibility. Exactly. Uh, How different is that from, say, the bar association?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, what happens in the state bar in theory is uh, the state bar is a public entity that is uh, responsible to. If they're not elected themselves, they're responsible to elected officials. And in the case of the North Carolina situation, it's a little bit different in that even the legislature doesn't choose the board of dental examiners. Um, They're elected by other private parties who have the same self-interested reasons in excluding competition. And I think, unfortunately, that will probably be the basis of the Supreme Court's decision. What we've asked the court to do is to go further. We've asked the court to say that this Parker immunity doctrine should only apply if the restriction on competition is actually necessary and that means that the court should apply an intermediate independent scrutiny to the legitimacy of restricting competition. Um, It it should not just defer. If the legislature says, we need to restrict competition because that's good for the public, the court should not just take that at face value. It should look at whether that restriction really is necessary and then also at whether these officials are being supervised and are responsible to elected officials so that the public can actually control what they do. So what are the implications
0: of extending that line of thinking out beyond just this? I mean, the government delegates its authority uh, to other entities all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if the court were to rule in our favor, and, I, and I'm optimistic about this case, um, if they, I would hope that they would go as far as we've asked them to. If they do rule that way, it would be a real tool for entrepreneurs to defend themselves against abusive licensing entities across the country, which, of course, is just what the government is afraid of. These, the states have filed briefs in support of North Carolina saying, oh, no, we should be allowed to restrict economic freedom as much as we want with absolutely no supervision. And, and that sort of thing, I, I, I think if the Supreme Court were to rule in favor of the plain, of the Federal Trade Commission in this case, you know, it wouldn't be the, the solution to the problem of economic liberty that we have in this country. But it would certainly be a weapon that entrepreneurs could, defend, could use to defend themselves against licensing agencies that very often just do the bidding of the established firms in the industry. And for other licensure boards right. in other states- Oh, yeah, this kind of setup is very common. Very often what the government does is it creates this board of regulating whatever it might be, you know, and, and it staffs them by, with existing people who are currently practicing the trade and who have an obvious conflict of interest. And their excuse for doing so is they say, well, we, the government, don't really know much about the, this industry, so we're recruiting members of the industry to help us, to tell us what the industry is about, because they're the, in the best position to know, ignoring completely the fact that they also have the strongest incentive. To, to slam the doors of opportunity to people who want to get into that industry and, and stifle the fundamental constitutional right to earn a living.
0: Tim Sandifer is with the Pacific Legal Foundation. You can read more about the struggle for economic liberty at our website, Cato.org.